Hi guys, welcome to Art Talk with April, season three. I'm April Harris of Inked April, located in Birmingham, Alabama. We have some wonderfully inspiring artists on this season. Let's get started. Hi everyone, welcome to Art Talk with April. Today we have Caprice Hogg. She is an oil painter and teacher, and you are in British Columbia, correct? That's where I am at. Yep, <laughs> way north from you. Yeah. So how did you get started as an artist and being creative? Well, I actually uh, was always creative as a young person. I love to uh, do crafts and things like that. My mom taught me to be a custom seamstress. My mom was a big sewer, so I did a lot of things with line and color and shape, but it was with fabric rather than with paints. And I never did any art at all during school. I was one of those people that kind of was told in junior high school that, oh, you don't quite have what it, what it takes. Oh, so (laughs) I never touched a paintbrush again. I didn't sketch, do any of that. I had all the supplies, never did a thing. Went through all through high school, went through university, and never took a single art course because I didn't think I had wow. any talent. Oh my goodness. Halfway through my psychology degree at the University of Lethbridge, I decided that wasn't for me. There's something else I need to be doing. So I quit university halfway through uh, and then I was lost, didn't know what to do. And then by a complete accident I stumbled upon a woman who was visiting my mom I was living with my parents after that this woman came to have coffee with my mom and she took one look at me and she's like I've been a professional artist and a teacher for 30 years and I'd really like to teach you to paint and I said no I have no talent and she's like no I really want to teach you to paint and I said well okay just because I have nothing better to do at the moment I will you know, do this art thing. (laughs) And so she wound up being the most phenomenal art teacher. So I credit Karen Uh Hersey in being able to teach me to paint, but she also taught me to be a teacher because she was very strict with the rules of fine art. And she talked a lot about composition, line, color, mixing colors, the whole theory, philosophy of art. She drilled it into my head. And so it's thanks to her that I've got my start in my career. Wow. Oh, my goodness. How (laughs) wonderful is that? (laughs) It was incredible. And once, you know, she, the first couple of months, it was a lot of theory and sketching and you have to be, learn how to draw in order to be a good artist. And so I was so not into it. And then the moment she handed me that paintbrush, it was there and I never stopped. Wow. Oh my gosh. And how wonderful that even though someone told you that you couldn't, you still ended up doing it. I know there is no changing it, you know, and I just knew there was something I was meant to be doing that was not psychology. And uh, yeah, you just got to pay attention, even though you think you're losing your mind at those moments. Yeah. Yeah. How that is just an incredible story. And how did you, so 
you didn't really like drawing so much and you really fell into painting. How did you go about getting into landscapes in particular? Well, Karen was a landscape teacher or a painter. And after I studied with her for a long time, and she actually wound up living with us for five months, believe it or not, because she was on her own and her, yeah, long story. She wound up staying with us. And so her and I painted side by side every single day. And we were living in the middle of nowhere on 10 acres in the middle of farmland uh, with the horses out our front kitchen window. And it was just a natural thing to go out and paint the scenery and the skies. And uh, my first time on location, painting on location was just like out my front door, basically. So then I wound up moving to the mountains, which is where I'm living now. And it's very inspiring. So it was just, yeah. And I wound up also um, studying with Karen's mentor, uh, who lived out on the coast of British Columbia. Yeah. And I went out and studied with him as well. And he also did landscapes. So I was very, very blessed to have great, great teachers. So that was just like meant to be. (laughs) It really was. Yeah. And I didn't have a long time working with Keith. He was in his Mm seventies and he happened to be at the height of his career. And it was just a miracle to watch his brush move and see how he, you know, could manipulate paint and just in a half an hour, he would just whip off this amazing work of art. (laughs) Oh, that is amazing. So like, how do you go about deciding or choosing a landscape to paint? And do you, are you going out and sketching it sometimes and then coming back to your studio? To yeah, I, do, I love to do on location pieces. I haven't done a lot the last few years just because of, you know, I have had some health issues and whatnot. So I haven't been out and about like I used to, but I do, there's nothing like the thrill of being in the moment and outdoors and the paintings wind up being a lot looser um, and a lot, you know, just, more abstract and you're in the moment and a free flowing versus when I'm in the studio, I sometimes will work from photographs or from memory or just come up with a totally different scene in my head. But I like to also do a lot of commission work. So with a commission painting, I generally will get a photograph or something from one of my clients For example, there's one woman who um, recently commissioned me who lives in Kimberly and they're going to have to sell their house to move back to the city. And so she wanted a view, a painting of their view. (laughs) So I love that because it's something that's very emotional to them and a big connection for them. So I I do a lot of that kind of work as well. So, wow. Oh my gosh. And so are you... um... So you're doing, I guess, like plain air mm-hmm. painting and also working from photographs and doing commissions. Yes. When, how are you, do you have courses that people take um, in person or online? I do a little of all of it, really, because with COVID, it, I was very blessed because I was started out pre-COVID 
pre-pandemic and I was just doing courses at my local art gallery. And then I started doing courses here in my studio and um, classes. And then when COVID hit, we made the transition quite easily to Zoom. Yeah. And it was a way for us to really stay together and stay connected. And it was an outlet for all of us when we were all so isolated. And then I wound up expanding out. Now my students are able to once again come teach two lessons every week and uh, here in my studio. And then I also have some people during those lessons that are on Zoom that are not from Kimberly. So I can access students no matter where they are. Wow, how wonderful is that? And I also have lectures that I did during COVID and I recorded them and then I've got those for sale on my website on how to paint trees and how to color mix, those sort of things. So those are good basics for everyone to learn when they're just starting to paint. Yeah, and where can people find those? What is your your website? My website is capriceartstudio.com. Okay, that's awesome. (laughs) And are when you're doing these courses, especially the like the online stuff, are you like how you are right now with your painting behind you and sort of teaching that way? Yes. Yeah. And a lot of times, like with my weekly classes, everyone's, they're all different levels. And I have a maximum of five students in each class. And everyone's painting on their own subject and their own painting. And then I go from student to student and I say, you know, just help them with whatever they need. Or if their color mixing is a little off, try mixing a little chrome oxide and and with a little raw umber and you'll have it made, you know, like I can. And and therefore, it doesn't matter what level you're at. I can teach everybody. Like, and I just love that. And the other students then learn from one another as I'm, you know, helping one student, they can hear me talking to the other student and everybody learns from one another. And it's a real community. Yeah. I love that. I love that concept of there being different levels and everyone's kind of working on their own thing all in the same space. So it's like, you're just learning off of each other as well as having a professional helping. <laughs> I'll let your listeners know too that I do a 10 minute Monday art tips every week. Oh, and that's on my YouTube channel and that's all free. And I talk a lot about these types of things, composition line. And sometimes I just talk about what it's like to be an artist and how to stay motivated and how to encourage one another. Uh, sometimes I'll do an art demo because that will really helps to students to understand how to lay the paint on how to hold your brush how to pick your canvases all those sorts of things so I have that free on my YouTube channel so I hope everyone that's interested in learning to paint will check that out too and or if you're already an artist and you just want a little bit of encouragement and I talk a lot about just being the lifestyle of an artist and yeah. How to stay in the groove and what happens when you're not in the groove because <laughs> we all can't be there all the time. Yes. Tell us about that. Like, thank you for telling us about your YouTube channel because that is awesome. That's wonderful. I love things like that, like seeing artists sharing just how to keep going. And it that is so 
True. And this is kind of why I'm building a bit of a community online is because it is so hard to keep going and we need each other. I need that too. And that's one of the reasons I started the weekly art tips because I just, it keeps me going and keeps me accountable. And Mm -hmm. I want everybody to know that, you know, you can't be inspired all the time. You go into funks and I, you know, things happen sad things happen to all of us. We can't be up. Last year was like a crazy year and I broke my arm and I had all, I got COVID and all these things kept happening <laughs> and I hardly painted at all. And now this year I've been painting like crazy. So, you know, there's going to be ups, ups and downs. And through it all, I had my community to stand there. They were all by my side through all of that, you know, yeah. and oh, I think it's so important. Awesome. I think it's wonderful that you bring that up too, because I think we, you know, at some point in life, we all kind of go through something yes. that sets us back. Yeah. And then it feels like, well, I'm never going to be able to do that again, or exactly. I'm not, I'm not going to have the energy or I'm not going to be healthy enough to you know, pay attention to that. I need to focus only on my health or whatever it is. And honestly, I feel like art itself, just the making of art is so healing. Like if you end up picking it back up while you're going through whatever it is, I've been through a lot myself. So like a year or two ago, I had a brain injury and oh. had to have brain surgery. Oh. And that's one of those yeah. moments where you're like, okay, am I going to be able to paint again? Or is that it? You know? Yeah. yeah. And and you just don't know. And it's, I think, just picking it up and trying it a little bit and getting that ball kind of rolling I paint and draw way more than I did before. I mean, well, it and just... it's all about, I think, your priorities in life do a, a switch around too when you go through something like you have. And I've been through something, uh, I went through breast cancer a few years back. And that kind of puts everything into perspective as to what really matters and what you want to do with the rest of your days yeah. Life is short for all of us, no matter what our age and you never know. And so as I've been the last, you know, while I've just been really focusing in like last year, I couldn't paint much. I just didn't have the energy. And so I started writing. And so that was what I was saying last week in one of my 10 minute art tips. I said, you know what? It doesn't even matter what you're, creative outlet is as long as you're doing it and you can just do it for 10 minutes a day if you want and for me I could I didn't even have the energy to paint so I sat and wrote in my journal and for me that was incredibly healing and I think we have to remember too you you just got to find some outlet some way of getting that creativity out yeah I feel like it's a very important part of life to I do too and I think I think we've kind of failed our fellow humans in some ways in that there's this idea that creativity is this special magical thing that only certain talented people can accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it's just not the truth. I think it's a very human necessity of life to, even if, like you said, it's writing or, you know, playing music or dancing or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's about having a good time while you're at it too. And it, and the other thing that I think people have misunderstood about art is that it's this absolutely holier than thou awesome thing that's happening all the time that we're at the easel it's glorious and it's not (laughs) it's not some days are absolutely terrible and the work you do is horrible and you're not in the flow at all and other days you're it's really hard a lot of my students will come in and say painting is hard and I'm like yeah I don't know where people go came up with the idea that it's easy you just show up the canvas and stuff flows out of the brush on its own it doesn't work that way you have to put the time in I always say it's like learning to type or learning to play the piano one two 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 one key at a time you know it's it's a process to learn and even when you've been at it for 25 years it's still all the days at the easel don't come smoothly it doesn't just yeah happen on its own some days are more hard yeah and the good that makes the good things even better it does happen when the when everything just comes perfectly (laughs) and it does have those moments of elation yeah and it's like you know almost strengthening to your soul to work through the failures and the problems And just like keep going, even though something isn't because, I mean, like you said, we're all we all have those days. And I was actually just talking to another artist about this, but I've gotten to where I share a lot of my failures on social media. Yes. Good for you. (laughs) Which was scary to do, you know, but at the same time, I found that the art community would kind of work together to help me figure it out. Like if I put something up and it's like, I don't know what's wrong with this. It's not right. It doesn't look right. It's, I can't see what it is that needs to be done. And then people will come out of the woodwork and just say, Hey, why don't you try this? Or why don't you do that? (laughs) Well, that's what's so important about having an art community around you. Yeah, it really is. It really is important. Um, Speaking of like, I feel like it's kind of like networking. Do you have your work in galleries? I just sell out of my studio gallery right here and off my website. And um, I live in this neat little ski community and I'm right downtown my and this is the front of my house my studio is all renovated to the in my whole front of my house is my studio gallery I teach right here I sell right here I work right here uh yeah that's all oh what a perfect setup (laughs) I know I know I like it a lot it works for me I and you know I used to be open because it's a seasonal town, I would be open, you know, basically from May till October. Uh, not so much. And then I paint during the winter for the most part. Yeah. And um, that changed a little through the pandemic. But uh, 
Yeah, I like it a lot. And I've sold the, the odd painting or two. They People would show up at my door early in the morning and I'd be in my pajamas and I'd just sell my art from my pajamas. So <laughs> I always make sure I have nice looking pajamas on. <laughs> you never know who's going to show up. But like I said, that's, those were the good old days. People don't randomly show up right now yet. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I think that's such a, a, such a great way to um like go about things and you're selling it yourself in your own gallery yeah so it makes it so that you're not necessarily losing money by having someone do all of that for you and that's right you have yeah. that today. for me I really became attached to my customers and my clients uh through the years so I really enjoyed getting to know the people who were buying my work yeah. So that was, I've done the gallery route and been there and they did a great job, but then I really miss getting to know the people that was, were buying my paintings and I didn't get to know where my paintings were going and where oh, they would wow. wind up, you know, and there's been a lot of them over the years that have just gone out into the world and went on their merry way. And, but I like to kind of know yeah, I do too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So what a great kind of point. <laughs> I like, um, I don't know. Um, do you ever like go, go out and sell like at different locations or you? Well, I do. Um, I didn't the last couple of years because of pandemic, yeah. uh, but I do the art markets. We have art markets throughout the summer. Oh. And so I, I participated in those for quite a few years. I'm not sure if I'm going to do that this summer or not. I haven't quite decided because I've been just really wanting to paint and teach. That's been kind of my goal. So I'm kind of letting that take care of itself. So, oh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what ah. happens this summer. I don't know. I so love that. Like, I've actually thought about that myself as far as like having a gallery in your home and being able to paint and teach and do everything there. That just yeah. sounds, that sounds amazing. <laughs> it is. It, is. It, it really is. And I mean, it's as all artists know, the art business is there's the ups and the downs and some years you're not selling and other years you are and I was fortunate with when the pandemic hit, like I said, in my art lessons, I transitioned really, really quick wow. from being in person to on Zoom. And then I thought, whoa, I'm one of the blessed few people who could didn't skip a beat, really. Wow. And then once the pandemic starts, you know, changing and people started traveling, then all of a sudden my art lessons dried right up. Oh, <laughs> And I'm like, what do you mean? And all of a sudden people were like, oh, don't have time for art right now. I'm going to go travel. And I'm like, which made total sense. But I'm like, oh, and then all so it's it's the ups and the downs, you know. So it's it's not like a, a regular paycheck. It, it, it Sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. So I've got to be able to handle the ups with the downs. Yeah. I think that that's a great point too, is that, you know, you kind of keep going through times when like maybe, like you said, your classes aren't as popular in that moment. I mean, can you imagine all the artists who they come across one of those times where it's not, you know, super busy, they're not 
packed with classes and students and then it just kind of dwindles down and then they start to think well maybe I need to do something else you know and they don't kind of ride through the the low the valley part of it well and I've I've kind of like I said I've been at this a long time now and so I've kind of learned to live the simple life and to take what what really matters to me and to just you know I just paint for the most part. I don't do a whole lot of outrageous things with my life. So I just kind of focus in on what I really want to do. And for me, that's hard. I do ride that through for sure. Yeah, me too. I absolutely love it. I think it's just so, so wonderful. And you just kind of get in the zone and, you know, focus in on what you're painting or doing and, um it's just so enjoyable (laughs) exactly so as long as we can keep buying our art supplies pay our mortgage you know we're good yeah (laughs) exactly exactly so do you have any um I guess advice for younger artists out there who you know maybe are going through things where they're they're just not sure you know what they should do or how they should go about um, you know, getting started in art? Well, I think the most important thing is to do a little bit of it every single day. Mm, yeah. Even if it's 10 minutes a day, and it doesn't necessarily have to mean you have to get your paints out and brushes. You could just sit and sketch for 10 minutes or even while you're waiting, you know, and then for your dentist appointment and you're doodling in a notebook, whatever, just do some art every single day. And I know, like I said, when I was sick last year and I wasn't doing as much, it makes a difference because art creativity is like a muscle. And if you do it every single day and there's been an art challenge on online that I've noticed that's the 100-Day Art Challenge. Have you heard of that? Oh, yes. Yes, I have. So I've been doing that, and I'm, like, on, like, day 15 or something. And I'm, like, I've after all these years, I've never really focused on doing it 100 days all in a row. Um, well, I have. I did. I shouldn't say that. I have done it before. But it makes a difference, even for a tried-and-true person that's been at it forever, uh, I'm doing not missing a single day of art <laughs> and it's harder than you think <laughs> you know and I've been doing it for a long time but it's like whoa I and so last night it was like nine o'clock at night and I hadn't done my art so then I pulled out my journal and I started writing and doing my thing and I was like oh it just puts you into a different mind frame altogether even if it's late you don't feel like it and we're like yeah, just do something every day. Sometimes it's just, you know, priming your canvases, whatever it is, as long as it's art related, read a, read an art book, anything. Just yeah. get into the mode every day. It's the best yeah. advice I think I can give. Yeah, I think I think you're right about that. I've, I've done the 100 days. Have you? And art. how did you find it? I actually came across it through... I want to say Corey Huff, who wrote, he wrote a book. Oh, I'm not going to be able to remember it, but he has kind of an artist's, um, you know, how to make money as an artist kind of thing. Right. 
And um, he had an artist on an interview that um, was talking about doing 100 days of 100 paintings. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. And it was really interesting. And I thought, okay, I wonder if I could do that. And so yeah. I actually did 100 paintings or drawings, but I did little bitty ones. Little yeah. Bitty. And so, but it was such a huge learning experience and to kind of push yourself through and make time, you know, it, 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 it was a, I mean, man, it was such a great learning experience because it made me realize how much time I was wasting on other things I didn't even really care about, you know? That's just it. Yeah. And that's just it. You find space in the most unusual times to make something. Yes. (laughs) When you're trying to do it every single day for so long, it's like. Well, that's one step further than what I'm doing then, even, you know, (laughs) 100 paintings. I'm saying do some art every day, so. Well, what I mean, it was years ago. I mean, it was like 2017, I think, when I was doing it. But what I had done was I would make a painting every day and post it at noon on my art channels. And the first painting, it was kind of a weird idea, but the first painting cost a dollar. The next painting cost two dollars. The uh-huh. next painting costs three dollars. Right. <laughs> up into a hundred dollars. Right. <laughs> and so I ended up selling the majority of them, you know, but they were yeah. all little bitty things. And um, but every day at noon I had to share it. Wow. And I would have somebody message me and say, Hey you know, I'm interested in your painting for today. You know, are you going to post something today? And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Hurry. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) I love it. it, it, And that was just a random thing that I kind of added on to the 100 days that kind of made me be held accountable. Absolutely. To do that. (laughs) Yes. And I've been pondering that a lot lately, why we need that kind of pressure to make us accountable, why we can't just allow ourselves to just create because we love to create. Yeah. I don't know why that is. I'm kind of confused because we all love to, I love to paint and write. And yeah, why, why is it an issue to put my butt in front of the easel every day? I don't know. Yeah, no. That. But something about that piece of it is what would keep me going and doing it every single day and not skipping a day. And when I don't know if it necessarily has to be a hundred days, it could be, you know, like 30 days or 50 days or whatever, but a hundred days is long enough that you really get into a habit. You too. And I think that's probably why it has to be that long, really. Yeah. And I can say I'm on day 15 and already last night, I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. I don't want to sit and write. (laughs) Oh, how fun is that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I did it. I did it. Yeah. 
I love that. And I love the 100 days thing. I've seen several different, I think there, there are people who do it every year, you know, and that's a good idea. And, and just make it a habit to, you know, have that period where they're just doing something and they set it in stone where they're like, this is what I'm doing for a hundred days. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's amazing. It's yeah. Amazing. Well, for a long time, I was into doing 10 minutes a day in my journal every night. And I did that for like a year and a half. I never missed a day. And it was awesome too. And then that some things came up and then you get out of the habit. And once you're out of the habit, yeah, it's gone just so quickly. I don't know what that is. Like why? And I, I think it, that's just a human kind of problem, not necessarily an artist's problem, but it's like when you're on a roll and you're going, yeah. it, it just keeps going and it's so easy. It is. Then, it comes and you, you wind up with things coming out that you never expected. And that's, <laughs> that's that part of the art that everybody thinks we're at all the time. Yeah. We're inspired and things just flow easily. It's after all that, that hundred days is when it starts flowing. <laughs> it does. I think I made more art after that than, uh, it was just like, I had ideas all over the place, you know? Exactly. And um, when, when you're working on your work, do you do it in a series? Like, have pieces that are all a, of a specific area or are you doing kind of a one? I'm the type of painter that I will have multiple subjects, multiple canvases on the go at once. So I'll have uh, like, uh, you know, I've got a peony painting on my easel at the moment. I've got mountains. I've got some trees on another canvas. I'm like, I've got a whole bunch of almost finished paintings and then um, since January 1st, I've been finishing them all. Oh, yeah. here's the painting that's almost done. I'll just put a few more strokes on that. And that's, I know, not the way most of my art, my students paint at all. Most of them start a painting and they don't start the next canvas until it's finished. <laughs> I am like that with my books. I'm always reading several different types of books at once. I've got a novel on the go and I've got a <laughs> history book on the go. You know, I've got... That's just my way. That's so, so fun. I'm not, I've never been a series type of artist, and I always respect the people that can do series. But I think I would get bored. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, we're all so different. Yeah, I've actually done both. And, like, I think I'm more like how you are. And I do the same thing with books, by the way. Okay. I have a stack of books on my side table and I'm just, and they're all completely different, completely different. Not, not, it's not even like the same subject matter. Or yeah. Some are nonfiction, some are fiction, some are biographies. <laughs> this is all over the place. And my yes. paintings are the same way. Oh, good. So I'm not <laughs> the only one out there. <laughs> but I never, co I never connected my book habit to how I'm doing my painting habit. It's, it's our way. <laughs> and I'm like that with music. One day I'll be listening to opera and the next day I'll be listening to rock and the next, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I bounce all over the place. Very eclectic oh. pace, I guess. Yeah, that's so fun. I love that, that you made that connection because I do the same thing with music. That's so interesting. There you go. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're not stagnant, that's for sure. Yeah. With the series, I think the point is to like really study a subject till you can study no more. Like it just, you get everything you can out of it. And I've tried to do that, but it's one of those things where I just, I can't help it. I, I'll have an idea about something completely different and I just need to go ahead and start that painting, you know? Well, I've done several, like I thought there's this amazing waterfall not far from where I live. Yeah, and it's kind of only the locals know about it, but the locals <laughs> love it. And it's called Meechin Creek Falls, and it is spectacular. It's huge, and you kind of walk over to the edge, and you can look down. You're actually above the waterfall on the edge of it, and you can look down. And then there's another viewpoint where you can take a small hike, and then you can see the whole view of the waterfall. Yeah. And I have done probably 20 paintings of that waterfall. <laughs> and they're all different. They're all different times of year. They're all kind of like, I guess, you know, Monet, how he does the different times of day and the different scenes. So I've, I've done, I guess you would call that a series, but it's been over a number of years. So it mm -hmm. hasn't been one after the other. Uh -huh. And there's another, you know, I've there's Lake O'Hara, which is in a national park here in Canada. And I've painted that so many times. But that's over my career I've done. So oh, yeah. so I guess that would be kind of like a series, but it's been a one-off. Yeah. And I would sell it. And then several years later, I'll do another O'Hara, you know? So. <laughs> oh, that's fun. I hadn't thought about it that way either. <laughs> I don't know that I have any like that. I, I do a lot of birds and nature oh. stuff. So I'm not necessarily drawing the same bird. But yeah. I do a lot of birds. That's good. <laughs> That's so fun, though. I mean, that could be something, you know, that um, you're just, it's like you're you're doing a long-term, lifelong series of a there. sort. Yes. <laughs> I guess all, I've been actually pulling out my photographs of my paintings from the beginning of my career, which are not even on digital. They're just oh. the old fashioned film. Yeah. <laughs> and because, you know, that's how old I am now. And it's been. I have been some that are on slides. Do you have slides? I do not have slides. No. <laughs> they're not black and white. So that's good. <laughs> oh, that's but so it's been interesting seeing from the early days how you know, my, my work progressed and how I'm so much like my students, even though I was very confident in myself and at the beginning of my career and thought I'm onto something here. I'm glad I thought that way because it kept me going, but I'm looking now at some of my early stuff and that's not very good. But yeah, uh, yeah I've been doing, you know, like O'Hara from way back in the beginning, you know? Yeah. I think that's so such a great point too that you're what you're talking about there is how you grow, you know. Yeah. And you may not even realize how much you're growing. Even in just a year's time, you can, you know, yes. grow just enough that it's when you look back a year later, you're like, oh, I've changed a little bit, you know. But yeah. 10, 20, 30 years, you're like, Oh, <laughs> I've changed a lot. <laughs> yes. And I have that 
same feeling going, thank goodness I progressed. But then there are the odd little, you know, diamonds that have popped up and I can look at them from, you know, 20 years ago. And there's one painting. It was one of my first big, huge canvases. And it was one of those moments where I was totally inspired and in the moment and the paint was flowing. And I look at that painting all these years later and I wouldn't change a thing about it. I'm like that I was on that day that time you know I don't know if you've got that with any of your past paintings that I'm oh, like yeah. oh, that I have one painting that I feel so strongly about um that I did like maybe three or four years ago and I'm always kind of chasing that painting like trying to recreate yes. some form yeah. of it you oh, know yes <laughs> yeah I love it was spot on yeah it hit exactly where I was trying to go yes and then I, now I'm just trying I'm, I'm like I'll even continue to look back at it and think okay let me look at that again and then I'll start working <laughs> oh yes and do you do you, I find that when I go to art galleries too I'll go and see, uh, we went to the Monet exhibit a few years ago that was in Vancouver. And I was so excited to go and I thought it was going to inspire me so much. And then I came home just totally like, oh, I've got a long way to go. I'll never get <laughs> where Monet is. You know what? I was so discouraged after. Oh, no, don't compare yourself to Monet. <laughs> it's bad enough comparing oh. online <laughs> I know it's like I I thought he was going to really help me and really give me a like oh this is a good direction to try this and do that and I'm like no oh no <laughs> well I love your work I think it's absolutely beautiful and I oh. love that you're teaching too I think thank you that is just you know I feel like a lot of artists, especially professional artists that have been doing it for a while, I mean, you know, share your knowledge with that others. Yeah, it's 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 universal knowledge, really. Yeah. It's what, you know, all the masters did. Michelangelo and Monet did it. I'm not Monet. Definitely <laughs> not. But um, one day, one day we're going to be there. <laughs> the theory is there. The theory is there. Yes. So his compositions were amazing. All that stuff that I teach is all what they, yeah. how they painted, basically. That's yeah. wonderful. I love and it. And I love passing on knowledge. I love talking about art and I can't believe people will pay me to talk about art. So <laughs> come on. <Yeah>. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> it's great. I love it. I love it. It's definitely teaching has become just as much of a passion for me as painting because I just love to share. Yeah. I think, you know, too, when you're like teaching someone else and you can see that passion and light. Yes. Their eyes. Exactly. It, you you really connect with that person and you're like, it kind of gives you that energy somehow to it really does go and make something <laughs> yeah, and you really I've become so bonded to my students now too yeah and I love that as well it's like like I said with the, knowing the people that buy my work is important to me and my students are like just so such an important part of my life now too I just have connected with all of them and I they are all they tease me a lot because I'm like 
remembering their painting that they did like five years ago. I'm like, well, what about that sunflower you painted? And they're like, how can you remember all these paintings? And I'm like, I don't forget a thing when it comes to art and your paintings. So they tease me all the time. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> so do you have any favorite artists that you would recommend or people that have inspired you in your work? There are so many. There are so many. Like I have, I'm always got my nose in art books and art history. So I'm a big believer in having books around at your studio. And it doesn't matter which art really, as long as you got some art that you're looking at. And here in Canada, you probably don't know about the group of seven who are fabulous um, group of artists that they're very well known up here, but not very well known outside of Canada. And they are amazing landscape painters. So those are our heroes in Canada. Wow. Heroes in Canada. Yeah, they're phenomenal. And I've had the pleasure of seeing a lot of their original work many times. And oh my goodness, their their brush strokes, everything is just out of this world. <laughs> Do you have favorite art books that you could re- recommend? <laughs> oh, favorite art books. Oh my goodness. That <laughs> is a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I've, I've always got my nose in one or the other. I, I can't even say it. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. I, I've gotten on into a biography kick lately and I've recently picked up a book about um it's a Leonardo da Vinci biography which is super interesting because he was so you know he was kind of a a man that did it all you know like he just was doing all these things and he was very phenomenal the renaissance man basically he was <laughs> I'm reading one right now on him as well on the the last painting that they discovered of his. Oh wow, yeah. Yeah. So and you can I oh it's amazing that it's one of Jesus Christ and he's holding a crystal ball. Yeah. Yeah. So fascinating that. to see this the the journey that that painting has gone on. Yeah, that's amazing. I love for some reason just knowing how other artists have gone about their their lives and how they create and what they're inspired by and the thing their life experiences and how it shaped their yes. art is so fascinating to me I just love it <laughs> it is and you know Leonardo did not paint very often either he didn't have that many I paintings. know I know oh. Unlike Van Gogh, who did like hundreds and hundreds of thousands, like so many paintings in only 10 years. I know. (laughs) Crazy. I thought, you know, he did that hundred days of art project, probably. (laughs) Yes, he did. I'm sure. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) He was the original that, you know. Yeah, he started it all. (laughs) <laughs> and we're no Van Gogh yet either. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's so I don't know how you even say his name. I know I always get it wrong. I know people say it all like Van Gogh. Uh, yeah. And 
Van Gogh is pretty much how I always say it. Of course, yeah. I probably got a good twang on there too. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Caprice, for talking to me today. This is it's been absolutely... a real pleasure talking with you. Yeah, thank it's so nice to meet you. You too. Where can we connect with you again? Find your courses and All buy right. art. Well, my website is CapriceArtStudio.com. Yeah. And you can find my Facebook, my Instagram, my YouTube all on there if you want. Or it's all on, yeah, I think my ha- my handle is Caprice Fine Art on all those. Yeah. Avenues as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Art Talk with April. For more information on this episode, join the Facebook group, The Art Lounge. Please subscribe and share. See you next Tuesday. Hope you have a great week.